0: Hello and welcome back to another Fat Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, happy January 2023 to everyone in the upper Midwest who's listening, being hammered with uh, lots of snow. We have more snow coming and I have to go out of town. I just you know, sometimes I wonder if I should look at the map and find another state to live. But I, uh, having the kids around during the holidays, I was reminded of something that our current generation, and if you guys follow the podcast, you know I have lots of kids Six at this time, 16, 17, 18, 20, 24, 31, 31, etc., 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 but the current generation has their own vocabulary and I'm sure every generation has had their own vocabulary. I know we did too. And what I find is one of the terms, I really, really want to work on the definition. And that word is frenemy, frenemy, friend, enemy. And I remember years ago when I first had heard that, probably from one of my girls coming from home from school saying, oh, that person's a frenemy. I actually asked them, what does that mean? Frenemy? It's a friend enemy. Now, we all have people in our lives, sometimes connected by our own DNA, relatives, blood relatives. We have friends that are not supportive to our personal success. A friend or a relative that's in good relationship with you is supportive of you as an individual and your individual success. And as likewise, you'd be supportive of them. That's a friendship. So I thought I would go over some red flags of if you have a frenemy in your life. Now, again, what I'm talking about is someone you should really spend minor time with. And I hate to say it, even if you relate it, why? Because if they're not supportive of you, they don't feel your success, if they're always dragging you down, then guess what? Don't spend major time with them. Well, this book says I should. This holy book says I should. No, it doesn't. It doesn't give you a time log for respecting parents or respecting siblings or respecting neighbors, right? So think about it. If you're really being dragged down by a relationship, find one that builds you up. Now, if that friend's giving you advice, hey, don't rob banks, don't knock over the liquor store, you really shouldn't hang out with this person. Maybe that's good subjective critique that's really helping you move forward. So sometimes you got to take a step back. But I want to be talking to the, those people out there that are very introspective and honest and are really looking to say, I want a better 2023. And I always say, well, why not start with relationships? Sometimes that's the hardest thing in human nature. And that's the thing that all the movies end up being about. And all the books end up are written about. If it's you know not a textbook on virology, that it's relationship, relationship. So here's some signs that you may uh, have a frenemy in your circle. They talk behind your back. Number one, they talk behind your back, gossip. Now this for me is number one. If someone is bad mouthing you behind your back. You don't want them around. Even if you hear rumors of it, confront them directly and say, did you say this? And you may may find that you're going to spend minimal time with them. Now, when I say talk behind your back, I'm saying negative things. If someone is tooting your horn, ringing your bell, saying that Fred is the great chiropractor, he's a great father, he's a great this, oh, he does so well, I really appreciate him this way. That is not gossip. That is not really talking behind your back, though you don't hear it. That's someone doing a very positive thing in friendship, Okay, that they're, they're espousing how good you are, and that's what you want. You don't want to hang around someone that is constantly negative about some, someone. And I'm talking about you know, not being objective. Oh, this person overeats too much, does this. Well, you know what, don't tell someone else. Go talk to the person directly. Go talk to the person directly. Give them some love and some real critique, you know, but not negative criticism. A lot of people in your life that are gossiping are jealous, that big, ugly, green monster. And that jealousy is something inside they have to fill because they don't want to see people more successful than them or more likely in the upper Midwest Passive aggressive lion, more on that later later, that they know they couldn't do the work that you were doing to get where you are. So they don't want you to have it. Yeah, that's really what it is. Or they don't understand what you're doing. So they're gonna badmouth it. No, I, I don't think so. Those are not the people you want to be around. You don't want to be around just not eores, negative nellies, people that are always pessimists. But you want to be around people that are focused on your relationship, your relationship. You don't want someone talking behind your back and definitely spend minor time with them. Now people always talk behind your back if you're successful. Sometimes you gotta get a little thick skin and realize where they're coming from. They don't have it, they can't do it, they can't even think how you did it. So no one can have it. That's really a narcissist and those kind of people you don't wanna be around. Because the closed mind, they had blinders on, and they couldn't see a rose in front of them if they stepped on it. So, the second thing for finding a frenemy is they're always asking for a favor. Now, this doesn't go for friends that are saying, hey, can you watch my sick kid? I got to stay home and I can't, I have to go to a business meeting, I'll be back in three hours, and that friend drops everything, if they can, and comes over and watch that sick kid. Hey, can you let my dog out? I'm going to, on Friday, I'm going to run a couple hours late at work. That's just friends, that's just neighbors doing the right thing. And there will be an opportunity for you to give back to that person. It should be symmetrical. Now, you shouldn't take score. I know some marriages where... The, the spouses, each spouse, takes score. And that's crazy. You go, that's not what it's about. Because there's going to be seasons in life, like you lost your job, going through a divorce, you, you know, there's some death in the family. Well, that person is going to need more of your time and care and consideration. But then it'll come back because there'll be a time in your life. And long-term relationships, that's what it looks like. It's a give and take. And it's beautiful and it's symmetrical over time when you look at it. You're looking for those asymmetries, you're looking for those people that are always asking you for something, always, and when you ask them for something, make sure you do, they can't. They're busy. They're doing this. I can't come over. I don't want to do this. Nope, I can't. And you keep getting the text saying, nope, can't do it. I'm doing this. Instead of, well, this is like the 10th time I've asked you, I'm going to stop asking you. And that's when you should get a, a flag and say, wait a minute. They do have the time if they cared. If they made it a priority, if they made our relationship a priority, they would do it. There's a sign right there. The third one is, this is another one for me that it's obvious to other people, but it may not be obvious to you. And sometimes, if once you've learned and matured and it's obvious to you, you can use it to your advantage to get out of things. But there emotional needs outweigh yours when you have a friend or a relative or in a relationship with someone whose emotional needs always outweigh yours that's a red flag you have a frenemy think about this the person who calls asks how you're doing maybe listens for like 10 20 seconds and then says, this has happened to me. This has happened to me. And you're on the phone for half an hour, 45 minutes. And they still don't know that your kid graduated with a 4.0. This other kid's looking at college. You know, this happened to me at work. This happened to me. This is what's going on in my training. All these things have happened. They haven't really listened to you. And if you're quiet about those things, you don't hear them asking open-end questions. And then questions that are directly related to your answers. Well, yeah, you know, my kid's doing pretty good at school. Well, what do you mean? Are they going to college? Are they getting good grades? And then, you know, they keep pulling and drawing information out of you. That's a, that's a symmetrical phone call. That's a symmetrical meeting. That's a symmetrical relationship. That get back and forth. That back and forth, yes, that back and forth is very important. But when you have someone who's always in a crisis, and we have those people in our lives... They're always in a crisis and they want to tell you about it and they don't take your advice when you say, hey, you have to do this and this. They just was calling the vent for half an hour. You know, that's okay early on in a crisis. That is what a friend's for, to be listening, a sounding board. But if, it's, if you can't have them as your sounding board, then guess what? It's not symmetrical. Go for something symmetrical. You don't have to be a martyr, an emotional dish rag. You don't have to be. You don't have to be pulled around. Like, they got you on the phone for two hours to talk about, you know, their bad date or whatever's going on in life. And then you say, hey, give me a call tomorrow at lunchtime. I want to tell you what's going on in my life. They miss it. They don't listen. And next thing you know, they only call you again when there's a crisis. That's another one. They only call you during crisis and not to check in with you. That's a big one. Are they checking in with you just to find out how you're doing? That's very important. You want a little balance, and that's what you want to go for. If your emotional needs don't mean anything to them and you'll be able to tell, guess what? Spend minor time with them. And that's hard because sometimes we go through and say, oh, I really like being with that person. That's okay, but it's going to be toxic eventually, you know? We all like partying on New Year's Eve, but you can't do that seven days a week. It's toxic to your body, mind, and soul. So, guess what? You limit it. You limit that. The fourth thing goes with number three, is they only talk about themselves. So, we're not talking the call, but they're always, oh yeah, my kid did this and all that. They're tooting their lives horn. They're talking about what they did, what's going on with them. You know, they have the problem. And it's not just positive, it's negative too. You have those people that say, oh, I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. And And they're constantly, constantly talking about the positives in their lives, the neutralities in their lives, and the negatives in their lives. Constantly. And sometimes they're just talking to hear their own voice. This is where I said back in number three, you can kind of use it to advantage. If you really don't want to talk to someone like that, you just ask them an open end question, and they start talking, da-da-da-da, da da half an hour, 45 minutes, and what's amazing, they, after that conversation, they say, oh, I had a great conversation with Fred. I may have said two sentences in 45 minutes. Why? Because I didn't want to talk about myself with someone like that, and I know they're just going to talk about themselves. They actually thought they had a conversation. <laughs> it's amazing. I have friends in my life who have have great skills at that, when they really just don't want to deal with a person, but they're in a situation where they have to sit next to them, or they have to talk to them, and they ask an open-ended question, and the person just goes and goes and goes, and they keep, oh yeah, that's great, tell me more about that. "Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, really? Tell me more. And half hour, 45 minutes goes by, and guess what? They talked all about themselves. And they don't realize the other person was not involved in that conversation at all. And sometimes that's purposeful. It's like, okay, can, how fast can I get out of this situation? So, yeah, if they only talk about themselves or they only call or text when they're having a problem, they're not calling or texting saying, hey, things are going great. Want to check in with you. Tell me what's going on in your life. Look for that symmetry. Look for that symmetry. The fifth thing is a big one too and this is one that i've had in my life and i didn't see the red flag decades ago is when they're not happy about your success or people that you care about success hey this person did this they lifted this they graduated with this they did this their kids are doing that isn't that great and they're like oh you know just like a grumpy little you know troll like a like an unlucky leprechaun they're like you know because their lives suck so much or they think their lives suck so much and they want it all about them remember Or was a narcissist too so was tigger whether they're up all the time dah, 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 it's about me 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 or they're down all the time the optimist and pessimist the energetic the manic and the depressed They're both focused on their own lives and their own feelings and their own things. And guess what? They don't want anyone to be as good as them or as bad as them. So that's one thing you have to think about. Are they focused on your success and happiness? And if you can tell they're not happy, hey, you know we're going to New Mexico and we're going to go hiking. We're going to climb Kilimanjaro and they're not excited for you, one of your friends is going to climb Kilimanjaro, and they're not excited. Not a friend. Not a friend. Not a healthy relationship. And a lot of you, I may be talking about your siblings. So just, you know, take this all in. And if you have to write it down to make sure it's concrete, do that. Some of you need to write down and journal what's going on, because in your mind when you're in a relationship and the acute nature of it the immediate nature of having a conversation you don't catch yourself or catch them doing the wrong things so make sure you're writing this down and say you know I had write down I had a 45-minute conversation with this sibling and they didn't ask about me at all or listen hmm maybe I should think about that again a me. now The sixth thing is really big, especially in the upper Midwest here. Passive aggressiveness. Passive aggressiveness. In other words, they're act calm, quiet, and almost indirectly when giving a slight. Right? Oh, you brought that to the party? Oh, I think we have plenty of those. Oh, are you sure... You really should go there. Instead of just being direct, hey, do you really like that college? Have you visited it? Have you talked to professors? Do you get a good vibe when you're on campus? No, they'll say, are you sure you really should go there? Really. And you'll see it all the time, especially in the upper Midwest since I've lived here. I've never seen so much passive-aggressive. It's an art form in the upper Midwest. So it took me a while to figure out, it's really... They're really not caring. They're trying to pull me back and lower my excitement level about doing X, doing Y, doing Z. Uh, Don't hang out with those people. You want friends that can be direct. Your zipper's undone. Your shoes are untied. Have you been to that college? Did you get a good vibe? Oh, yeah, you did? Great, tell me about it. Oh, wow, they should be excited for you until that you explain the narrative and they're like, oh, I don't think you thought this through. Have you thought through that you have to commute here and here and here? Maybe you need a better car before you do that. We, let's go car shopping for you this weekend. Something to think about. And, ready for this? Ready for this? They pass off any, criti- any criticism and critiquing as just feedback. Harsh criticism." Well, I don't think you could really do that. I've never seen you try that hard before. You can't go back to school. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, excuse me. I'm trying to get up and psych and try to change my life, and you're not supportive of that. They pa- they pass that as feedback when they don't know the difference between feedback and hurtful criticism. Sorry, that's a front of me. And again, if you can't say something nice in a nice way and it's not passive-aggressive, don't say it. Think about it. Reword it. Find another way to approach them. If it's at a party or in a group, save face and talk to them directly in a quiet one-on-one. Hey, you know, come out to the hallway with me. I have to ask you a question. You know, Did you really mean that you're gonna do X, Y, and Z? Oh, I understand now. Okay, I just wanna make sure I got that straight. Thank you. That's important. And here's the final one. I told you the first couple ones of these are are real important red flags for me. But the final one is the friendship or the relationship simply just makes you feel bad. Now, if you are such a narcissist that you get around someone who's smarter, better looking, stronger, faster, better at this, more money, more everything than you, and you feel bad about yourself, that's your own issues. And if that's a friend, that's your own issues. You should be celebrating all their success. You should be grateful to have people in your lives. That's another one I look for. Are they grateful? I'm grateful for having them in life. If you simply feel bad about a relationship and you're not grateful for that relationship, if it's work, then spend minor time there, not major time. You have to look at that. It's important. A lot of long-term relationships would turn out better if Everyone did some self-inspection and, of course, tried to improve themselves. But also, if they removed all the fremenies in their lives. Unless it's your boss or a coworker you're stuck with in the next cubicle, sometimes you cannot, you cannot get these people out of your lives. Then spend minor time with them. You can be very professional with their frenemy. Just the facts. You don't have to expose your life. You can be very minimal with it. And when they do say, like, a passive-aggressive, sarcastic comment, or they, you know, rattle off, you know, you say, hey, I didn't appreciate that comment, you may want to reword it. And that will catch people. And they only want to be caught in public like that once or twice, and they won't talk to you again. Because they're usually embarrassed, because they're used to rolling over people like doormats. And you just stop them with comments like that. I don't appreciate what you said. I don't think I heard you correctly because I know you weren't trying to be mean or passive aggressive. I don't think you were. Oh, you were? Okay. Let's limit our conversations and just keep to sticking to work. Okay? Have a great day. Now that sounds like a lot of confrontational tolerance, but it is and it's honest. And the thing is, you don't have to get upset the next day. You know you've already said your piece, you set your boundary, you set your wall up. And you're just going to work together. And you'll probably have a better working relationship. Because that person will start to respect you for having boundaries. That's right. When these Fremenies roll over you, they lose respect for you. Respect and love is the basis of all long-term relationships. And guess what? These people do not respect you. So if they're talking about you, they're not supportive, if they're always talking about themselves, they don't respect you. You could really just put it on mute and go do your laundry and your dishes while they're talking. And they don't even know you're there. They're just talking. If you have those people in front of me. So what can you do about all this? Well, if you have relationships you think you want to save, you take them out to dinner. You have coffee. And make it in a good place. And make sure they have an exit and you have an exit. But you just say, hey, look, dude. Hey, lady. You know, this is, this is not okay. If the relationship is worth it and you think it's long term, then it's worth to have a 15, 20 minute conversation. You don't have to spend hours getting to your point. Say, look, this is going on. I do not like this. I heard this. Oh, I wasn't gossiping. I was talking. I said, I would appreciate it if you don't talk about me behind my back at all unless you're singing my praises. It's not okay. It's not normal. It's not normal. If you're talking to someone else, you guys should be talking about each other, not me, unless it's matter of fact. Are you going to Fred's party? Are you coming to Fred's event? That's about it. Unless you're singing my praises, I don't want to hear gossip. And that's amazing because those people, you can tell, as soon as they dig in defensively, you know something's wrong. Or if they fake you know, sorrow. Oh, I'm so sorry for doing that. I apologize. They're apologetic. It could be. It could be an overreaction, and you know they're going to say something. You don't need to escalate it. You just say, "Look, I heard this. I hope it's not true." And they may lie and say, "No, no, no." Say, "Okay," but just please realize that's way too immature. Way too immature. And I hope. I hope that this was a one-time thing. Because guess what, it's not healthy. Not just for me, because I'm getting better boundaries, I'll be healthy, but for you. I want you to be a friend and I want you successful in life. And I never want to hear that you're gossiping negatively about me or anyone else. I think too highly of you. It's not a good place to be. I'm hoping that this relationship can stay strong for years. And this has been another Fact Podcast.